Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. I was just like, I'm going to go to Nashville and I will make history myself. It doesn't matter if there hasn't been, if there's, you know, no representation right now. I will make sure that there's representation. Welcome to an all-new episode of Country Heat Weekly, the destination for country music fans. I'm Kelly Sutton, and that was Raina Roberts. I know she might be a new name for a lot of our listeners, but I can't wait for you guys to meet her. I'm Amber Anderson, and Raina is such a ray of light. She is one of Amazon Music's 2022 artists to watch and one of the artists featured in the new Amazon Music documentary for Love and Country, which is out now. And she is our center stage artist on the podcast today. We have a packed show, as always, including our standard segments like the Heat Index, where we check on the hottest songs being streamed on the Country Heat playlist, What's Cooking, which checks on the news coming out of Nashville, and the burning question of the week. All the hot things. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're doing a last-minute switcheroo on our Rediscover segment this week because we were so inspired by Thomas Rhett's exclusive live performance for Amazon Music just last weekend. Shout out to our Twitch family tuning in this week. So just to back up for a second, Amber and I occasionally host shows on Twitch, which is this cool live streaming platform that allows us to interact with the fans. And last week, we hosted a pre-show for Thomas Rhett's album release concert, and there were about a couple hundred fans in attendance. We were on for about an hour Mm -hmm. before Thomas performed. We interviewed his dad, Rhett Akins, and songwriter Emily Wiseband, and we got to chat with some fans. And then TR took the stage stage with his dad and performed. The first part of the show is acoustic. And since the new album is called Where We Started, he played some of his early music and talked about the early days of his career, which made us want to dig into some of that history for our Rediscover segment, which it turns out works well because Thomas is Amazon Music's Rediscover Artist of the Month. I love it when those things work out. Me too. Okay, Kelly and Amber's Music City Adventures (laughs) needs to be a segment (laughs) on the show all on its own. Because this week, we are going to the red carpet premiere of the new documentary For Love and Country, which explores the influence Black artists have had on country music. The documentary is out now and features so many of the friends we have featured on the podcast, including Jimmy Allen, Brittany Spencer, Willie Jones, Freeland, Mickey Guyton, and Blanco Brown. So we'll bring you all the scoop from the premiere party next week. But right now, we need to catch up on all the country music news, which this week also includes sports news. And for the first time ever, I am not excited to talk about sports. First, though, we need to talk about the Grammys. It was definitely Chris Stapleton's night. Everybody in this room has made some kind of a sacrifice to be up here doing this. And I don't know what it is for everybody, but um, I know... 
I know that it uh, hurts sometimes, but uh, hopefully we're all doing it so that we make the world a better place and the people that live in it will love each other and have a good time together and come together. So thank you so much for this award. He brought home three more trophies. Country Album of the Year for Starting Over, Best Country Solo Performance for You Should Probably Leave, and Best Country Song for Cold, which he performed on the show. I'm so glad he took our advice on which song to sing from last week's (laughs) podcast. That's totally what happened, Kelly. (laughs) Carrie Underwood won Best Roots Gospel Album for My Savior. Now, that's her eighth Grammy Award, if you're counting at home. And she performed her new song, Ghost Story. And country's other big winners were Brothers Osborne. They got their first ever Grammy for Best Country Duo Group Performance for their song, Younger Me. I never thought that I would be able to do music professionally because of my sexuality. And I certainly never thought I would be here on the stage accepting a Grammy after having done something I felt like was going to be life-changing and potentially in a very negative way. And here I am tonight not only accepting this Grammy Award with my brother, whom of which I love so much, but I'm here with a man that I love and who loves me back. It's just, I don't know what I did to be so lucky. So I don't know if this holds true for other genres, but in country music, everyone who performed on the show was a winner. And just like they did at the ACM Awards, TJ and John closed the show. I hope they're telling everyone that John Legend, Billie Eilish, and Carrie Underwood opened for them at the Grammys. One of my favorite parts of the show is spotting our country music friends in the audience. Jimmy Allen and his wife Alexis had prime camera placement for host Trevor Noah's segment. That was pretty fun to see them. Also, we learned this week that Jimmy is releasing his third album this summer. That's right. It's going to be called Tulip Drive and it comes out June 24th. Jimmy likes those street names. Yeah, he really does. His debut album was named Mercury Lane after the street he grew up on. So Tulip Drive is where his grandmother grew up. Hey, when you run out of family members, Jimmy, we can offer up 16th Avenue, home of the Country Heat podcast. (laughs) I'm sure that's probably already on the list somewhere. Okay, in other news, Parker McCollum is off the market, ladies. He's married. He married his longtime girlfriend, Haley Ray Light, in his home state of Texas last weekend. The photos that she posted on Instagram were so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. They had the tallest wedding cake I have ever seen in my life. I mean, everything's bigger in Texas, right? That's right. Congrats to Parker and Haley Ray. Okay, so... Amber, are you ready to talk about it? No. (laughs) I'm laughing so I don't cry. But I don't know that I'll ever be ready to talk about it, so we might as well. Okay. The one time we have the perfect excuse to talk sports, and it's like the most heartbreaking story for me. So y'all listening need to know, Amber is a Duke basketball fan. Yes, and I have been forever, for as long as I can remember. And it's been a pretty emotionally charged weekend for us Blue Devil fans. Okay, here's the real question. As we record this, the national championship game is tonight. So if Duke had gone to the national championship and you could have gone to the game, would you, Amber Anderson, have canceled today's podcast taping? You know... I don't know the answer to that question. I'm going to go ahead and probably say no, because the last time I actually got to see Duke win the national championship in 2015, I tried so hard to get out of going to the game because I'm so nervous. It's hard for me to watch. Okay. So I bet you I'd be like, oh, see, nope, wasn't supposed to be there out of sheer nervousness. But you did get to see them win. I did go and it was amazing. And they won, so you were the good luck charm. You know, I like to think that. And I wasn't there this weekend, so. Well, there you go. (laughs) For our listeners around the world not familiar with March Madness, there's this big college basketball tournament here in the States each spring. They start with a bunch of teams. I don't know how many, just a bunch. 64, Kelly. You want me to handle this part? 
That's a great idea. <laughs> Go sports. Go sports. Okay, so the top 64 teams in college basketball obviously compete against each other. And if you lose a game, you're eliminated. So the numbers keep decreasing by half. And it gets really exciting when you get down to the Sweet 16, then the Elite Eight, and then the Final Four. Okay, now Eric Church is a lifelong North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Like, it's not uncommon to see him sitting courtside. And he was scheduled to play a show in San Antonio, Texas, Saturday night. 20,000 fans in attendance. And a few days before, ticket holders got an email from Ticketmaster that included a note from Eric saying he was canceling the show so he could take his family to the North Carolina Duke game. Which, to someone who's not a basketball fan, sounds pretty ridiculous. And as somebody that is a fan of a team in this epic rivalry, I was like, oh, makes total sense. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, I understand this is kind of one of those once in a lifetime. No one probably could have ever scripted this situation because not only is Duke, North Carolina basketball one of the oldest and most intense rivalries in sports. And it was Coach K's last game. That's a lot of why it's that much more heartbreaking because it came to Duke's biggest rival. Right. There was a lot riding on this game, but all that to say, Coach K's been coaching for 42 years. It is the biggest rivalry in college basketball. And if Eric is that big of a UNC fan, of course, I can see why he makes that decision, even though... Ooh, canceling a show of that caliber is, that's a big decision to make. Yeah, and the immediate reaction from fans wasn't really good for Eric, by the way. To break it down for you, by canceling the show, ticket holders got all their money back within a few days. That's the difference between canceling versus just postponing it, like pushing it down the field for a later day. Right, and a few days later, he announced a free makeup show for ticket holders that the new venue he's playing holds less than half the people the original venue did. I mean, there's no way that he's going to be able to make everyone happy here. People that were traveling to San Antonio from out of town were then out flights and hotel costs. Yeah, it's just tough, I think. But Eric, however, was likely very happy. I'm sure it was a wonderful memory for him and his family. He said he was doing that to take this moment with his family because his team won. They beat my Duke Blue Devils. Mm. They're heading to the national championship tonight against the Kansas Jayhawks. And by the time you're listening to this, we will probably know if Eric was at the game. I assume he's definitely probably going. And which team won the national championship? Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. (laughs) See, I do know sports. I do know sports. (laughs) If you're new around here, this podcast gets its name from Amazon Music's playlist, Country Heat. So each week we highlight some hot things on the playlist, either new music, a rising star, or maybe a superstar song that's streaming big numbers. Thomas Red is the cover star for this week's playlist. And the first song on the playlist is from his brand new album, Where We Started. It's called A Someday. Close my eyes and I swear I I cannot get enough of this album. One of the things that we both noticed about this album, when you put it on and play it all the way through, it is interesting how one song just kind of naturally flows into the next and into the next. So it is one of those albums you can put on at the beginning and just let it play. You definitely can. And then you get to the end, which is where we started the title track with Katy Perry. And I feel like it just like wraps it all up. And right. It's like, it's it's so great. Oh, it's so good. 
And Mary Morris has a new song on the playlist. It's called Nervous. She told us that that's one of the songs she's most excited to perform live on the Humble Quest tour. I'm really excited to like really dig into Nervous because I think that one's just gonna blow the speakers out. Yeah, I can like let go vocally on that guy. Now, if you missed her on last week's podcast, make sure that you listen when you're done with this episode. She was super chatty. It was so much fun to talk to her. And you can even find a longer version of the interview on Amazon Music's YouTube page. So basically, we need you to find and follow us all the places. Mm -hmm. The Country Heat Weekly Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, the Country Heat Playlist on Amazon Music, and the Amazon Music channels on Twitch and YouTube. We're everywhere. Okay, Amber, I'm going to test your memory in this week's Who Said That. This is a quote from one of our interviews. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) We've talked to so many people over the past several months. Okay, I hope I don't mess this up. Okay, you ready? Who said this? Quote, our thoughts and views are not the same on several things. We're not a monolith. And this gives us an opportunity to talk about what we feel. Oh, I know who said that. Okay, don't give it away. We're going to let everyone else think about it, and we'll play the audio for you when we come back to Country Heat Weekly. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. Okay, it's time to tell everyone who said that. Our thoughts and views are not the same on on several things, but you get to kind of hear that and see that we're not a monolith. And this gives us an opportunity to really talk about what we feel and how we experience being here in this industry. Brittany Spencer. Yes, we were talking to her in Las Vegas about participating in the documentary For Love and Country, and she raised a really good point. Yes, her point was that while all of these artists in the film share the common experience of being a Black person trying to make it in country music, their experiences are all different, and the film is a place for these stories to get told. We seem to find a way to mention Brittany in almost every episode, and apparently she's listening. Yes, we got the sweetest notes from her this week, along with a candle from Zoe & Co. Candle Company. I burned mine all day, 
and my house smelled smells so good. good. <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed. Thank you, Brittany. It's so sweet. Clearly, she knows how much we love candles around here. We've used them to manifest Dolly and Casey Musgraves as center stage guests. Well, I'm going to start lighting this one, trying to manifest her to come by the Amazon house and hang out with us. I know everyone wants that to happen. It's just a scheduling thing, but we are going to make it happen. Yes, we will. But speaking of center stage, let's turn the spotlight there and introduce today's guest. Our guest today is a bundle of energy and a force to be reckoned with. Raina Roberts is the daughter of two Army combat engineers who was born in Alaska. Do we have any country stars from Alaska? I mean, truly, I can't think of any. (laughs) Me either. But being named one of Amazon Music's 2022 Artists to Watch is just one highlight in her career, which is still new but already filled with pinch-me moments. Raina opened for Reba McIntyre's Live in Concert Tour earlier this year. She's had a song of hers used on Monday Night Football, and she is featured in the new Amazon documentary for Love and Country, which we were talking about earlier. In the summer of 2020, Raina posted herself performing a cover of Carrie Underwood's song, Drinkin' Alone. Mickey Guyton retweeted it, noting, quote, country music also looks like this. And then Carrie retweeted that saying, quote, looks and sounds great. So fast forward to last month, we had quite a moment with Raina and Brittany Spencer on the ACM red carpet. Can we just take a second? The new face of country right here. I know. I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I just looked, looked into you. the screen and I got a little misty. I'm getting right. a little misty right, right. now because we all know how much representation matters and how much this is just changing the game. Yeah. And you guys are such a big part of that. And I am just so happy to be in this position to get to bring your stories to the world in this way. We you are try to make us such cry. big fans. I know. I'm getting like, I'm like, I know, but we are, we are such big fans of we both really of you. We really are. Well, thank you. It's been, I mean, many thanks to platforms like Amazon that has yeah. given us space to share our stories. And now she's here in person, Raina Roberts. Welcome to Country Heat Weekly. Hi. We just love you. So excited because we get to see you in little chunks, but now we get Mm -hmm. to spend some quality time together. Yeah. So we are digging it. I love this. I love that you're weird. You're We're weird, kind, too. You are kind of weird, girl. Hey. We are, are weird, weird, too. So you kind of grew up all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Army, Army brat. Army. So my mom and dad were in the Army for 10 years. So I was born in Alaska. Super random, I know. And then um, after Alaska, we lived in Alabama. That's where my mom's family's from. And then we moved to California. And then I moved to Nashville, like, two years ago, right before the pandemic happened. Oh, what was that like for you? It was like, well, I will say I had been coming to Nashville already. So even though it wasn't my home yet, I was flying like every month to Nashville. So it was pretty familiar already. But right before I moved, Mickey and Carrie Underwood retweeted about me. So that had started making things move a little bit faster. You know what I mean? So when I got to Nashville, even though I couldn't really go anywhere, we were still having like Zoom meetings and interviews just, you know, over Zoom. Okay, so we missed a big chunk. Let's back up just a little bit because I want to know, when did you start finding music? Like, when did music Mm. become the thing for you? It was always the thing for me. I was born prematurely, so I was two months early, and I weighed two pounds. So I was like the size of my dad's hand, basically. I was supposed to have, like, developmental delays, and my parents played various genres of music to help with my speech and So I was singing and humming before I even started to speak. So it's literally been, (laughs) it saved my life. I don't want to sound dramatic, but music, music saved my life. Wow. Yeah. 
That so is that's unbelievable. The, so I've, always been, I've always been singing. Yeah. Oh, what a story. <laughs> okay, so rumor has it that you played your first gig when you were three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> my mom is wild. <laughs> like, my mom is the life of the party. And we, when, uh, we were still in Alaska at the time. And she took us to a karaoke bar. And um, my favorite songs were Lady Marmalade and Sin Wagon. And so <laughs> she was like, what do you want to sing? And <laughs> that day I was like, I want to sing Lady Marmalade. So she put me on a like a, a bar stool and had me sing Lady Marmalade to the whole bar. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. I don't know what I'm more like shook by, the fact that you sang Lady Marmalade at three or that you were three when Lady Mama Marmalade was <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm fairly certain I was in high school. I'm fairly certain I had a driver's license and had a car when that song came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I literally was thinking the exact same thing, Amber. I'm like, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. okay. So when did you decide that music's what you wanted to pursue as a career? It's never been a question for me. I've always just been like, I'm going to be a singer. And that is that. My parents have always been 100% behind me. And um, that's actually one of the reasons we moved to California, because my mom was like, she'll probably have a better chance and learn more things about music if we move to California. And, like, I'm literally eight years old, and my mom's like, I can see where this is going. We're going to go to California. That's incredible, though, that your mom would nurture that. So mm-hmm. you really do have a fantastic foundation. Who are oh, you sure. listening to? Talk about some of the heroes and inspirations in music that you've been listening to. Ooh, there's so many. And I, I listen to like all genres. So um, I love Beyonce. I love Adele. I love Chris Stapleton. He's actually the reason I really wanted to be a country artist because I didn't know what kind of artist I wanted to be. I was just writing a whole bunch of songs and I realized most of them were were country songs. And I was like, I need to go to Nashville. And this had been a time where I was listening to like nothing but Chris Stapleton, Led Zeppelin. I listened to Audio Slave, Gretchen Wilson and um, Brothers Osborne, Carrie Underwood, Drake. The list goes on and on. There's so many. There's so many. Christina Aguilera. I so. want your playlist. I know. Oh, I it would be a while. Your playlist is so fire. (laughs) Metallica will be on there probably and Uh, Evanescence and all of them. You moved to Nashville even though it was a pandemic. Did you have Mm -hmm. set goals of like when I get there this is what I want to accomplish? My whole goal was to make sure I would write songs that I was in love with and that was my mission at the time when I got here. I was like I want to create content that I'm in love with and will hopefully live on after me. Like that was my that's where I was mentally. You had a song on Monday Night Football before you had a song on the radio. That yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Did that, okay, how did that help propel you forward? Give us some insight on how that all came about. So after after Carrie and Mickey retweeted that video of me, my team was like, we need to make sure people hear um, like your songs. And we had stomping grounds. We had did it probably like a month before. So we got it mixed and mastered and everything. And keep in mind, I don't watch sports. Sports at all? <laughs> Me neither, girl. It's fine. Okay. She's the sports girl. We're what, not. What kind of sports? What kind all of, of them. All she of likes them. It. I mean, I football, basketball, baseball, golf, any sports. And so I'm always making sports references and stuff on the show. And Kelly is like, I don't know what you're, you're talking like, about. But she, know. Know. she knows sports just like I, I just know. like over the top. I overdo <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I overdo it. But it, like, it's me. It's like who mm-hmm. I am. It's like sports and music are... Mm-hmm. 
like everything. Oh my goodness. Like I know, like I wrestled in high school and that's, okay. y'all, oh y'all didn't know that. No. Yeah, I, re- I wrestled in high school. I didn't Time know out. This. You wrestled oh, in high school? I did. We got to talk about this. <laughs> we can talk about we it. Gotta yeah. talk about, we got to talk about it. We'll go back to stomping grounds, but I need to hear about wrestling. <laughs> Explain. Yeah, I I grew up watching like WWE with my dad. And so he, he would always like, you know, and being military, he'd be like, we would like watch TV, do like military drills, you know, and then... When we would watch WWE, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to flip you. And now you're on the couch. And now I'm pretending to punch him in the face. But so we're like reenacting what we were seeing on WWE. <laughs> so fun. And when I got to high school, I've never been sporty whatsoever. I'm I'm very clumsy. I'm super clumsy. I trip over air all the time. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to try wrestling. And I remember the first day of high school, I saw the wrestling coach in the gym and I went up to him and I was like, I want to see if I can be on the wrestling team. Like, how can I try out? And so that's, yeah, that was my, that's how I got into wrestling. How long did you do it? Four years. I did it all. I almost actually went to college for wrestling in particular, but I've had like two concussions and I've had shoulder surgery and I was like, I am going to be a performer. I'm going to be an artist. I absolutely cannot get broken down before I get on stage. It's just not going to work. So we took we took a little detour. So Sorry. we were talking about stomping grounds. No, it was good because you threw the wrestling thing at us and we wanted to know about that. We had to go there. <laughs> um, so how does, you had a song on Monday Night Football. How did it come about? Because I'm still very interested in that. These are my stomping grounds and don't you forget it. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. I think, if I'm not mistaken, ESPN reached out to us, and they heard the song, and they were asking for us to use it. Oh, wait a second. Oh, actually, time out. Let me go back. Before I put Stomping Grounds out, before I even got to Nashville, my mom was like, we need to call um, ESPN and see how we can get like a song on ESPN. And this is like a month before... Um, before I started getting attention from the video. And so it was kind of wild because fast forward, like probably two and a half months later, ESPN contacted us and they were like, we want to use your song for ES for, you know, Monday Night Football. And I'm like, me and my mom are just trying to figure out how to do this. So that was fortuitous. I love that song. I also love Raised Right. Thank you so I much. love that song so much. Thank you. Okay, so we need everybody who is listening, watching, to pull out their Amazon Music app right now. Yes, Because... Right. Raina has an Amazon original. You gotta tell us about this song. I'll, I'll tell you all the things about the song. Let's do it. I, I had this idea in my head, and I kept thinking, like, "Boy, I can't afford another round." Um, and that's the melody of the chorus. And when I got there, I was like, "I have this idea of, you know, this girl. She's in love with this guy, but at at the end of the day, she can't afford to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So I can't afford another yes, round girl. of this. Oh, yes, girl. That's good." A face in the crowd, a waste of a crown. This ain't the way it's going down. I can't afford another round. I'm calling it a night. Congrats on being one of Amazon's artists to watch of 2022. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Amazon music is amazing. I'm not just saying that because I'm here right now. Like, I'm so grateful for everybody on the Amazon music team. Like, I don't have the words. Like, I, y'all put up, like, 
a billboard of me, which has never happened, put it in Times Square, and I'm just very honored and blessed and thankful. There's so much happening, and we're so happy that you're a part of our family. And we want to talk to you about the new Amazon music documentary, mm-hmm. For Love and Country. What did it mean to you to be a part of this project? I was surprised that I was that I even got to be included in the project in the first place, you have all these artists, you have like Mickey and you have Jimmy who are li- like making history. And so when when I was asked to be a part of it, I was like, yes, please. Like I want to be a part of inspiring the next generation of, of artists, specifically country artists, to join the genre and not be, not feel afraid or not be intimidated um, because they might not feel like they have a place here. Why do you think it's important for the country community to watch this film? Oh my goodness. Like I feel like... um. Anybody who has questions about me being in the genre, Mickey, Jimmy, because I feel like in every interview, it's like, how do you feel being like a black artist in country music? Like literally every interview, which is fine. It's it's important for us to talk about this. It's something that needs to, there needs to be a conversation. So I feel like those who have so many questions about what it's like to be in this space, in this genre, you will also get answers by watching this film. So I feel like it's very important. It's very important to watch. Yeah. You know, it is interesting because you're coming into country music and it is, it's a different world. Mm-hmm. And it you seem so fearless. Thank you. But I, I can't imagine that you weren't scared. I can't imagine that you weren't nervous because mm-hmm. truly your face hasn't been represented in the genre right. in the way that it should have been. So right. has that been difficult for you? And were you nervous coming into that? Honestly, when I decided to come to Nashville um, for songwriting, and I didn't know any black country artists other than Darius Rucker. Actually, I didn't know anybody else. And so for me, I was a little nervous because typically if you ask somebody about country music in general, I feel like a lot of people will say like, oh, I don't like country music or like, oh, that's like I've never been to the South or, you know, people will say stuff like that. And so I'm like, if they already feel like that, how are they going to respond to me, especially because I'm not the the standard? So I was a little nervous, but I talked to my family and I talked to my friends and I, you know, I wanted to get guidance from them. And at the end of all these conversations, I was just like, I'm going to go to Nashville and I will make history myself. It doesn't matter if there hasn't been, if there's, you know, no representation right now, I will make sure that there's representation. So that was my that was, that was the way that I was thinking before I went to Nashville. And I understood, like, not only just the history of country music, but the other artists in the genre that are Black. But the, going into it, I was a little nervous, but I was like, you know, I can't be scared. <laughs> I can't be scared. I just need to make history. I need to be great enough to make history. And then there will be representation. And I love that so much because... I, I love the fact that you're getting to be in this documentary and you're getting to be a part of this big movement yeah. that is being made more public these days yeah. because, like we had our moment on the red carpet, representation matters yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. And just that, I mean, gosh, we I, we were like crying. I was like, this is just so amazing that yeah. there are three Black women standing right here on this red carpet talking mm-hmm. about country music. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just such an important moment to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I got to share that with you. And Brittany, it was so cool. But you have mentioned that Mickey has been supportive of you tweeting out the video. <laughs> have you been able to talk to her and other, you know, other artists to get advice about like things you might encounter or how to handle certain situations? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. 
<laughs> I'll FaceTime Mickey. I'm like, Mickey, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or she'll call me. She'll be like, girl, how you doing? I'm like, I'm so good. And she'll be like, do you need anything? Let me know. And I'm here for you. And that's that's how it's been since since we started talking like two years ago. This is the thing, though, the fact that you're all in it together and that you're helping each other. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there are so many people that are like, this is what we need. Mm-hmm. How do we help? You know, that's I think that that's the next question. Like we're making strides and things are moving mm-hmm. forward. So as an artist, mm-hmm. like what is what is it that you look for that you think here's what would help and push everything forward even faster? I think of like radio because I I don't hear certain artists on the radio that needs to be played on the radio. <laughs> like I will say what I have seen change in the small time that I've been here are projects like this. And I'm not just saying it because I'm here right now, but people seem to be genuinely trying to make a change and not only be more inclusive, but educate people on the history of Black people in country music. So for me, it seems like things are really changing. Or when I was at the ACM Awards and I looked at the performers and people that were around me, to me, it seems like there's been a big push to actually have change. I will say for the first, you know, eight years mm-hmm. in, I was living in this town, mm-hmm. I would often show up and be the only Black person in the room. Mm-hmm. So that's why that added, you know, ACMs is a perfect example of like yeah. showing up there. It, we were not the only ones in yeah. the room. Yeah. Because the other thing that I'm learning too is with this this fam that we're talking about, yeah. with this crop of artists that are, are kind of being uplifted right now, mm-hmm. like I'm watching the audience change. I'm watching yeah, my family members exactly. who have never listened to country yes. really take to it because yeah. they've been introduced to Jimmy or Mickey. And then now, you know, they also are like, oh, my gosh, I heard Lily Rose the other day and I love yeah. her. You know, so mm-hmm. it's not just about discovering more black artists, right. but it's also just about widening the audience because, like I said, country music is for everyone. And exactly. we really want that to be true. Literally everything you said expresses like the way that I the way that I feel. And um, even coming down to like, what am I going to wear in a photo? Or what lyrics can I say in a song? Because if I, because I'm supposed to represent so many things other than just myself. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm talking, even for example, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so before the ACM Awards, I was talking to Mickey and Brittany. And actually, I was talking to Mickey first. And she was like, how's your hair going to look for the ACM Awards? And I'm like... I don't know. <laughs> she was like, girl, we need to get you like a new wig. We need to make sure everything is like on point. And I'm like, you're so right. She was like, let me call Brittany. So she called Brittany. <laughs> and we were talking about like what wig I need to have for the ACM Awards. Make sure everything looks great. <laughs> she was like, because girl, you ain't only representing yourself. You're representing mm-hmm. everybody. I'm like, you're right. It's been that's real. It's been that's thank real. you. That's the perfect way to say it. it's been real. But at the same time, I'm like apply more pressure. It yeah, makes I, diamonds. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You are so fierce, and I adore everything about you. And watching what you're doing now, like you are not just opening the door, honey. You're kicking it down, and there are so many little girls that are going to be looking and go, oh, I want to do exactly yeah. what she's doing. So. It's it's so true, and it's just awesome that we get to watch it. Yeah, we are so it. rooting for you, girl. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel the love. We are such fans. I just want to say I'm I'm grateful that people have even 
let me and by people I, I don't just mean industry but like listeners fans like that people like my music in the first place like I'm I'm just glad to I'm, I'm glad to be here <laughs> We're glad you're here. Thank yes. you. We are so glad you're here. We are so looking forward to watching you make even more history. We have a front row seat. Randa Roberts, you're awesome. You're awesome. You're more awesome. <laughs> we love you. We love you, girl. Thank you for being here. Thank y'all. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it seems hard to believe that Where We Started is Thomas Rhett's sixth album. But it's true. He's been releasing music for a decade now. His career includes 17 number ones, 12 billion streams, and eight ACM awards, including being named Entertainer of the Year in 2020. And while he currently has the longest active streak of chart toppers, it wasn't always a guarantee that everything TR released would be a hit. So did the songs get better? Or if he released those first singles today, would they be hits too? I mean, that's just one of the things that we're going to dig into as we rediscover the early career of Thomas Rhett. Of course, everyone knows by this point that Thomas Rhett is Lily Thomas Rhett Aikens, the son of Hall of Fame songwriter and 90s country star Rhett Aikens, who stopped by to talk to us last weekend on our Twitch live stream. Yeah, TR grew up on the road with his dad, even playing drums for him when he was in high school. I like to I like to just like put on a baseball hat and just kind of sneak, sneak out yeah. around and get right in the pit, you know, and and um <laughs> Because you really get to feel it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, to watch him. Oh, they really like him. But when you're out there shoulder to shoulder with these people and they're spilling beers all over the place and <laughs> jumping up and down, I mean, that's when you know these people These people love Thomas Rhett. And um, that's the way I grew up going to shows was sitting in the pit. And so it's really cool to sit down there and look up and go, you know, it's not Bon Jovi and, and it's not Hank Jr. That's my son. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at and I look behind me and there's 25,000 people behind me and it's still no matter how big he he is or awards he wins it still feels like almost the first time every time you go out there and watch fun fact in high school he was part of a band named the high-heeled flip-flops <laughs> i wish we could rediscover that music i bet it's epic in addition to his dad eric church was a huge influence on thomas his debut single was something to do with my hands this came out in 2012 and was very rockin you can hear Eric's influence all over it. Yeah, check out this opening line. Well, I smoke and I fish But not near enough to satisfy an itch of a girl Understand That does not sound like the Thomas Rhett we know. <laughs> yeah, that song only made it to number 15. The follow-up, though, was Beer with Jesus, which was a huge departure from his first song and much more in line with The Guy We Love. If I could have a beer with Jesus Heaven knows I'm sipping nice and slow But this song barely cracked the top 20. It's hard to break through, even when you have a country music pedigree. This is one of the ones I think would be a hit today. It fits his personality. Agreed. The hits come, though. Yeah, they do. His first number one was It Goes Like This. It was the first of many love songs that he would release for his wife, Lauren. It doesn't hurt that it has such a sing-along chorus that gets stuck in your head. And it goes like...
Now, this was 2013. The bro country era was in full force. So while his next song, Get Me Some of That, fits in perfectly with the music of the time, I can't see TR releasing a song about his girl shaking her moneymaker today. (laughs) It's pretty funny how having (laughs) daughters changes you. That song and the next two, Make Me Wanna and Crash and Burn, also top the chart. Crash and Burn features background vocals by one of the song's writers, an up-and-comer named Chris Stapleton. Those early hits were big, but nothing probably prepared him for the six-week number one song that would change everything for him, Die a Happy Man. With all I got is your hand in my hand Baby, I could die a happy man That was the wedding song of the year and many more years to come. Thomas's wife, Lauren, appeared in the video, and that was truly the beginning of T.R. opening his real life up to the fans. I think it really showed him that he can sing about his real life and people were going to relate to it. We've watched him and Lauren grow their family, bringing home their oldest daughter, Willa Gray, from Uganda. And at the time, Lauren was pregnant with their second child, Ada James, which was the basis for his song, Life Changes. And probably the only time the country of Uganda got called out in a country song. Remember the day I told my daddy and mama, you're going to have a grandkid from Uganda. That's right. We're adopting and she is the cutest little girl that you ever seen. Do you have a favorite TR song, Kelly? Crash and Burn for sure. I got to see him open for Kenny Chesney at a stadium show in Chicago. And to see all of Soldier Field singing that song was incredible. I mean, we knew then he would probably be Entertainer of the Year one day. What about you? Mine would be Make Me Wanna. I just feel like the very first time I heard that song on the radio, I was like, what song is this? I have to hear it again. And now every time I hear it, I sing every word and it's just so catchy. It's got Mm. such a good groove to it. I just love it. It's such a good one. The Amazon Music playlist Rediscover, Thomas Rhett, has so many great songs on it, including the song that was Maren Morris's first number one, Craving You. Isn't that your mom's new favorite song? Oh my gosh, yes. After the live stream on Friday and he played it, yes, that is her new favorite. (laughs) One of mine too. Yes. It also has collaborations with Brett Eldridge, Chris Tomlin, Hardy, and Brantley Gilbert. Oh, I'd completely forgotten about Small Town Throwdown with Brantley and Justin Moore. I know, right? That's exactly why the Rediscover playlists exist. That wraps up this week's episode of Country Heat Weekly. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars and all good things, please. We have to go get ready for a premiere party because there is a private screening of For Love and Country at the Country Music Hall of Fame tonight. So make sure you're following us on social media for all the behind the scenes pictures and videos. You can find me at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm, hey, it's Amber A. Next week on the pod, we'll have Cole Swindell center stage as we dive into his new album, Stereotype. And we'll look back on the incredible musical legacy of Merle Haggard in our Rediscover segment. We'll see you then. This week's burning question. We asked the stars, what's the one class they should teach in high school, but they don't? There were some really good answers to this one. Pretty much all of them involved handling money. (laughs) Take a listen to hot takes from Chris Young, Morgan Wade, Maren Morris, Ryan Hurd, and Nico Moon. How taxes work, how to write checks, how to invest in the stock market. 
How to do your taxes. I think that's a big one. I feel like there should have been songwriting courses in high school. I mean, it, it worked out for me, but I feel like that would have been really fun to do. And I wish more colleges offered it too. Personal finance, and uh, they should do School of Rock in every single high school. Every, every kid should be able to learn how to play the drums if they want to. A class called Life Skills. How to balance your checkbook, how to get a mortgage, how to pay your bills. All that just regular stuff that you need to know in life. Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The Amazon Music team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, and all the other very good dogs out there. Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's gonna win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's gonna be backlash about that. Oh, I'm just so happy, so happy. I don't wanna see them, I don't wanna talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.